Thank you for listening to our New Life Christian Center podcast. Stay tuned after the sermon for more ways to connect with us. We're going to be in Proverbs 3 still. I don't know if that is going to frustrate anybody. And as I do this this morning, I'm not, I'm not recapping. I'm not expanding. I am looking at the, the passage of Scripture that Glenn used last week, and I want to come at it from a, a different perspective, not a better perspective, not a more thorough perspective, but just a different perspective. Um, as Glenn was teaching last Sunday and, and he went through this passage, I thought, oh, there's so much there that even a 45-minute Sunday school class, you can't cover it all. You need more time than 40. Listen, folks, you need more time than 45 minutes. And then when I sat down this week and started getting ready, I thought, yikes, 30, 30 minutes is what I'm used to. Um, Cope, they, they had a timer on the back wall and then a red flashing light. When you hit 30 minutes, it just, you were done. No, I'm, I'm kidding. What we actually had for many years is a guy that sat in the front row with one of those digital watches. And he had it set for noon. And I knew when I was done. Five minutes. The idea of having to fill 45 minutes is a little daunting. Anyway, I was telling them, Glenn, that I am recovering some of the things that you did last week, but from a different perspective. Okay. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 16. Length of days is in her hand. And the first thing you have to ask yourself is, who is her? And we'll get to that. In her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant, ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way. Your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. (laughs) Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Lord Jesus, we just give the next few minutes over to you. Teach us. Help us to understand your scripture. Help us to apply the things you have in this passage. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, True confession time. I love cemeteries. And not just because I'm a pastor. I've always loved cemeteries. Not so much at night. You know, because, yeah, you know. The boogeyman lives in the cemetery at night. But I, I love cemeteries. In fact, one of the first things Pat and I did when we moved to Denver is we visited, and I don't remember, is it Forest Lawn? It's, it's in, well, it's not even Denver, really, but it's, 
in North Denver on Brighton Boulevard, but it's a cemetery with tombstones from back in the 1800s. I mean, it is really cool. And I love to walk through and read tombstones. And, you know, tombstones can either be very interesting or they are a bore. I mean, the guy's name, the day he was born, the day he died, and that's it. Tombstones. We're talking about life in this passage, so let's start with death, okay? Tombstones. Sir John Strange, here lies an honest lawyer, and that is strange. He was young, he was fair, but the engines raised his hair. You know, um, probably my favorite tombstone comes from the movie Tombstone. Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer. And as, as the Yerp family is, is coming into to Tombstone, they go past the cemetery and the first stone you see says... Here lies Lester Moore. Four slugs from a 44, no less, no more. Here lies the body of Jonathan Blake, stepped on the gas instead of the brake. Here lays Butch, we planted him raw. He was quick on the trigger, but slow on the draw. Oh, I like this one. The children of Israel wanted bread, and the Lord sent them manna. Old clerk Wallace wanted a wife, and the devil sent him Anna. (laughs) Here lies the body of Margaret Bent. She kicked up her heels, and away she went. Here lies an atheist, all dressed up and no place to go. What do you want your tombstone to say? What do you want on your tombstone? The way we live our life paints a picture of our legacy, a picture of of who we are. And if you could put it all on a tombstone, wouldn't that be great? It becomes a, a permanent reminder, maybe, of who we are. We have friends that are buried in Cope, and they put Bible verses on their tombstones. And Mark was a pilot, so he has a a plane engraved on it. It's not a tombstone, it's a bench. They took Pat's idea. She's still mad at him for that. I want to take a look this morning at what the Bible says about life, because that's what this passage talks about. Length of days is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Length of days. We all want to live long, right? Kenny Chesney had a song out several years ago that went like this. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to go now. Yeah. And that, that is... It's, kind of an irreverent look at it. Loretta Lynn wrote a song many years ago, which was a little more reverent, a little more Christian than Kenny's. And it went, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. 
Isn't that it, folks? We don't want to die, really. We like life. We like what life has to offer. Yeah, I know sometimes life is magic, sometimes it's tragic, but we kind of like this life. We want to stay here as long as possible. So we like this verse. I like this verse. Length of days. I want length of days. So how do we get it? What's cool is the Bible does not ever say things like this without giving us answers. Um, The book of Proverbs especially is invaluable to us because it's all about wisdom. And let me back up to verse 13 in this passage. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom. Who is the her in this passage? When you get to verse 16, it says length of days is in her right hand. Who's her? Isn't it? Listen, guys, look at me, all you men. Isn't it interesting that the Bible characterizes wisdom as a female? Have you ever considered that, guys? Your wife tells you to do something and you think, now that is about the nuttiest thing I've ever heard. Oh, buddy, I wish I could go back to so many things where I thought my wife was nutty as a fruitcake and she was on the money. Length of days is in the hand of wisdom. You know, and as a a general principle, can't we say that that's true? If we live our lives wisely, will it not be a better life? Will it not be a longer life? Posey Chapel Hill. Like I said, I like cemeteries. We used to, I won't tell you what we did in Posey Chapel at night, but we used to go into Posey Chapel at night. But the... There was this great hill, and and if you drove your car over the hill fast enough, you could catch air, you know, like in Bullet. 67 Comet Cyclone, okay, 394 speed. Nobody had ever topped Posey Chapel Hill at over 80 miles an hour and kept their car on the road. I did. I did. Now, the car never went, it dog-tracked from... Ladies, do you understand what dog tracking is? The back wheels of the car were not in line with the front wheels. I had to put a clutch in it about every three months after that. Not real wise. I could have killed. There are so many times I could have killed myself as a kid. If we live with wisdom, it might be safer. In fact, if we live with wisdom... It might be better. Listen, guys, again, guys, live with your wife in peace and honor her. Because if you don't, as a general principle, it's not going to go well for you. So let me ask you, where does wisdom begin? If we want wisdom, where do we go for it? What is the source of wisdom? Let, let me explain, when I teach Sunday school, it's, it's 
I never ask a rhetorical question. Never. Where, where do you go for wisdom? Where does wisdom come from? Larry, can you chapter verse that for me? Donnie, can you chapter verse it for me? Roger? Oh, come on, folks. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, I think. Yeah. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. If fools despise wisdom and it's... Yeah. And then even more specifically, Proverbs 2, verse 6, for the Lord gives wisdom... From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. And one of the things that I like about Proverbs are the couplets. You know what a couplet is? Um, Two things together that are exactly opposite. For, For instance, Proverbs 10, verse 8, it tells us the wise in heart will receive wisdom, but a babbling fool will be thrown down. So you have a couplet there. The wise in heart will receive wisdom, but a babbling fool, he's going to trip and fall. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the fool. You know, we have, we have two choices in life. In fact, there are two kinds of people in, in the world today. Did you know that? There are wise people and there are fools. And, and let me get more specific. Within Christianity, there are two kinds of Christians. Wise ones and foolish. I don't want to be the foolish guy. Keep your place here. But turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Paul writing to the Corinthian church says this. When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. What does he mean by that? I didn't, I didn't come with excellence of speech. I understand that. But I didn't come with wisdom? Now, wait a minute. I thought God's word was wisdom, right? Didn't he come with God's word? So what is he saying here? Well, I think simply what he's saying is, I could come to you with the world's wisdom... But I didn't. And I may look foolish to you. But you better listen to what I have to say. I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. He came to them with the simple message from God. And what is that message? 
You know, there was a Sunday school teacher. He asked his kids, what is red, furry, small, and has a bushy tail? And one of the little boys raised his hand, and I said, I know, I know. It sounds like a squirrel, but I know the answer is Jesus. <laughs> Folks, is Jesus not the answer to all of life? I, he, he, I don't want to sound naive, but I don't care what question you have. Jesus, if he's not the answer, he has the answer, okay? That's the message. You want answers in life? You have to come to Jesus. My speech, my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord. Paul's making it very clear. I didn't come to you with human wisdom, but rather a godly wisdom, a wisdom that is going to work for you. Because, folks, There is no power in human wisdom. What does human wisdom tell you? Think about some of the commercials from years gone by. As you go around in life, reach out for the gusto and grab all you can. Beer commercial, right? Get all the gusto you can. That, now that's wisdom, right? Drink all the beer you can and your life is going to be great. Oh, I'm sorry. I've gone from teaching Sunday school to preaching. Meddling. Um, get up and get away because you deserve a break today. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Is there power in human wisdom? How many times do we see middle-aged guys and they taste success and what do they do? What's the first? They ditch the Toyota. They go buy, you know, if I was a Chevy guy, I'd say Corvette, but they go and buy a Mustang, right? They get rid of their wife. They find a new younger model, like their car, a new younger model. And they think they've found all the answers to life. And here I am, an old guy, been married for 50 years, and I wouldn't trade her in for anything. (laughs) Classic, yeah. Oh, there are so many places I could go with that one, but I won't. Common sense and logic tells me to stop while I'm ahead on that one. Um, As Paul comes to them, he not only comes with a godly wisdom, but he talks about maturity in this passage. 
Um, growing old, it's going to happen to all of us. Growing up is optional, right? I want to grow up. I want to be childlike, but I don't want to be childish. I want wisdom, and I want to be mature. And the only place I can find it is in the Bible. Verse 9. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. What, what we see here, folks, is the world does not see wisdom. They look at us and we, they think we are the fools. Have you ever noticed that common sense and logic are in short supply today? Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual, this is cool, he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. We have been given not only God's wisdom, folks, but his spirit teaches us. God's spirit takes that wisdom and he becomes our teacher. And and the best part of this this passage is how it ends. Who has known the mind of the Lord that that he may instruct him? And then it's, that's a question. If we're living our lives in God's wisdom, nobody in the world can instruct us. But then it says, we have the mind of Christ. You and I have the mind of Christ. We don't need the world to tell us how to live. In fact, folks, if we listen to the world, (laughs) we're going to reap nothing but trouble. So let me remind you what Jesus said about life. What are some of the things Jesus told us about life? Well, the first one is I'm reminded of the passage in John chapter 14. He's getting ready to die and and his disciples are gathered around him. And he says, I'm going to prepare a home for you, a place, and you're going to follow me and you know the way to go. They have no idea what he's talking about. They have no idea where he's going. They have no idea what is about to happen. And, and they're all just kind of listening to him with a dumb look on their face, like we sometimes do when Glenn's preaching. And he's going, why don't you get it? It's so simple. And Jesus is looking at him and thinking, this is so simple. And nobody said anything. And then Thomas, very, uh, I'm speculating here. This is not in the Bible. Thomas very meekly raises his hand and says, 
Jesus, we don't know where you're going. And if we don't know where you're going, how can we know the way? God bless Thomas. The the courage to ask a question that needs to be answered, and Jesus loved to answer questions. And he's right, it was simple. I am the way. I am the life. I am the truth. He did not say, I am one of many ways. You know, that that popular idea that there are many ways to heaven. All good dogs go to heaven. Didn't we all love that movie? Did you all see that movie? Did you cry when you watched it? There's one way. The world will tell you that, that there are many ways to help, and it's a lie. Which is the second part of Jesus' statement. I am the truth. I'm not only the way, but I am the truth. There, we can find many truths in the world today. But Jesus is the truth. The ultimate truth. And then he says, I am the life. You want life? You have to come to me. You want life? He tells his disciples in this passage, you need to follow me. Now, we are people, people that we're willing to accept these facts, but when it comes to following Jesus, sometimes we drag our feet. Folks, we need to follow hard after Jesus. Paul, in Philippians 1, says, For to me to live, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. That's how Paul viewed life. Life was living for Christ. Life is Christ. What I'm talking about, folks, is priority. What are the priorities in your life? What is the most important thing in life to you? And there are certain indicators as to what your priorities are. Your wallet's one of them. Your time is another one. Your affections. How important is Jesus to me? How important is Jesus to you? Where does he rank? How bad do you want him? How bad do you need him? When I was a kid, yes, I was a teenager once, many years ago, but I was. There was a singer-songwriter by the name of Henry Nilsson, John Lennon's best friend, by the way. Um, He wrote the, the theme song for a movie called Midnight Cowboy called Everybody's Talking. If you're familiar with the movie and the song, you're probably thinking, okay, Covert, you were a pastor and Midnight Cowboy was an X-rated movie. Didn't see the movie, okay? But I loved the song. Loved Harry Nelson, but the song that I really liked that Nelson did was a song called 
without you. Anybody, is anybody here tracking with me? Any, you have no, nobody has any idea who or what I'm talking about, right? Without you by Harry Nelson. Oh, God bless you, Lola. Oh, oh. Well, it's because we're that age, you know. Glenn's not that far behind me. He doesn't know it. Larry, have you ever heard of Nelson? Thank you, Jeremy. Harry Nelson. Anyway, it was a song called Without You, and what it was was a a mournful lament. And he was writing about a lost love and how he couldn't live without her. How could he go on and live life without his significant other? Listen, folks, I have a significant other. I can't even imagine life without Patricia. I can't. That's why I'm dying first, babe. <laughs> but I really can't imagine life without Jesus. That's number two on my love list. Jesus is number one. Let's jump back to Proverbs chapter three. What are some of the things that come with wisdom in life? This is where God's word gets very, very cool. And we like this. Pleasantness, peace, a tree of life. Happy are all who retain wisdom. That's what we want, folks. Pleasantness, peace. We want the tree of life. We want to be happy. Sounds pretty fantastic to me. That's what I want, God. But be cautioned here. This is not a promise of a perfect life. Do we all understand that? Like I said, life is magic sometimes tragic. Jesus told us that sometimes life would contain hardship, didn't he? These things I have spoken to you, to his disciples, that you should not be made to stumble. You know, when life gets hard, sometimes we look around. I've done this. I went through a I don't know, I've probably been in the ministry about five years. And something happened to us that I was ready to chuck it all away. I actually went out in my front yard one night after everybody was in bed, and I screamed at God. I was mad because life was not working out the way I thought it should work out because we live our lives by formulas, right? You do this, you do that, you follow God, you read your Bible, you go to church. I was a preacher. I was in church every Sunday. I had the perfect Sunday school attendance award on my shirt. But there were things in my life that were very difficult. 
I'm telling you these things that you should not be made to stumble. They're going to put you out of the synagogues. The time is coming that whoever kills you will think he offers God's service. These things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. These things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And there's the answer right there, folks. I have overcome the world. I don't care what the world throws at us. Problems, tribulations, sickness, whatever it is, God has overcome the world. The victory is in Jesus. I love when life goes right. But you know what? Even when life doesn't, I can have joy. Because this passage in Proverbs promises me that. I have length of days. I have happiness. I have pleasantness. The Apostle Paul, the end of his days, he he knew the end was coming. He's writing to his young disciple, Timothy. And he says to Timothy, you have carefully followed my doctrine my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering, my love, my perseverance. You've seen the example of my life over and over again, Timothy. Are you paying attention? Persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all, the Lord delivered me. And then he says this, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will live in a happy, sound garden the rest of their lives. Gotcha. You know, someday we are going to live in a happy garden the rest of our lives. Right now, we may suffer a few persecutions. But God's going to bless us anyway. When we keep our eyes on Jesus, he has the answers. Follow hard after Jesus, folks. Let me finish this morning by simply reading the next few verses of chapter 3 in Proverbs. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge... The depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. My son, let them not depart. Let God's wisdom not depart from your eyes, people. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So they will be what? Life to your soul and grace to your neck. And then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and he will keep your foot from being caught. We truly worship a great God, don't we, folks? Father, thank you. Thank you for your word the powerful message that it gives us. May we listen to it. May we apply it.
Folks, let's grab hold of wisdom. Follow hard after Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. To subscribe to our podcast, search New Life Eckley in all of the major podcasting apps. Audio and video of our sermons are posted at newlifeeckley.com slash live, and you can watch Sermon Slices weekdays on social media. Search at New Life Eckley. Our main service is at 10 a.m. Mountain Time every Sunday. Thanks for listening.